Hey, I'm Jewel Bejavarapu, and you're listening to the Infertility Life Coach Podcast, Episode 3. Welcome to the Infertility Life Coach Podcast, a show for smart, type A millennial women who want to get off the emotional roller coaster of infertility for good. If you want to learn how coaching can prime your body and mind for pregnancy, then this is the show for you. I am your host, Jewel Bejavarapu, and I am an infertility and endometriosis warrior, as well as a certified life coach. Are you ready? Let's go. Hey friends, how are you doing today? How was your Thanksgiving? Mine was super delicious. My husband and I made Thanksgiving all by ourselves for the first time ever, as we normally go to my family, but due to COVID, we decided to stay home this year. We cooked all day, and it was so much fun. I am especially proud of the apple and pumpkin pies I made because I made them paleo. So I eat paleo, which is gluten-free, dairy-free, sugar-free. And guess what, my friends? They taste so good. I have been eating pie for pretty much every meal. Anyway, let's get into today's episode. How to overcome emotional exhaustion while trying to conceive with five simple strategies. I used to be emotionally exhausted all the time before I found coaching and learned how to manage my mind while going through infertility. I felt like my emotions were scary, out of control, and took over me all the time. I was exhausted by my huge feelings and thus became even more sensitive and on edge emotionally. Negative pregnancy tests would take weeks to recover from. I would cry randomly throughout the day. I would get easily triggered at pregnancy announcements. I would need to take naps every day because you know how it is. When you are emotionally exhausted, you also get physically exhausted too. I felt like I was on an emotional roller coaster every single month. Does this sound familiar to you? Are you emotionally exhausted too? Well, then I found coaching and then I started studying psychology and I learned these five steps. These are the same five steps that I use to go from feeling like crap and being emotionally exhausted to finally getting my emotions under control and feeling at peace again. I am not a unicorn, so if you apply these steps to your life, you will get incredible results. If you want this in a PDF format and with a workbook so you can download it and fill it out for yourself, go to www.simplyjewel.com forward slash opt-in, okay? And I will put a link for that in the show notes for easy access. So are you ready? Here is the first step. Figure out your story. First, you need to ask yourself a question. What is the story that you are telling yourself? Now, you might be thinking, I'm not telling any stories. I'm just stating the truth. A story is simply a narrative or your personal perspective on a situation. Your story is your thoughts that you think repetitively. You believe these thoughts to be facts or truths, but they're really just your perspective. And that perspective might or might not be serving you. Let me give you an example, because I bet your story might be similar to mine. My story was, I'm broken. I'm behind. Something is wrong with me. My body has betrayed me. Getting pregnant should be easier. 
Getting pregnant should be fun and romantic. I am a disappointment. I should have a baby by now. Does that sound familiar, friends? Because for a while, I told myself this story and I felt awful most of the time, which makes sense, right? Because if our thoughts create our feelings, those are some pretty crappy thoughts. And what does it create? Me feeling crappy. Even though one in eight women struggle with infertility, I felt all alone and isolated thinking these thoughts. I was consumed by infertility and in full out victim mode. I thought that because I was struggling to have a baby and get pregnant, that something had majorly gone wrong with me. But one day I had a revelation that I was actually fighting the reality of my current situation. And I learned this concept from Byron Katie. Okay, she teaches this concept called fighting with reality. She has a quote that says, when you argue with reality, you'll lose 100% of the time. She also says in an article of hers, which I will read a portion of right now and include in the show notes if you'd like to read more about this concept, she says, I am a lover of what is, not because I'm a spiritual person, but because it hurts when I argue with reality. The only time we suffer is when we believe a thought that argues with what is. If you want reality to be different than it is, you might as well try to teach a cat to bark. You can try and try, and in the end, the cat will look up at you and say, meow. Wanting reality to be different than it is is hopeless. You can spend the rest of your life trying to teach a cat to bark, and yet, if you pay attention, you'll notice that you think thoughts like this a dozen of times a day. People should be kinder. Children should be well-behaved. My neighbors should take better care of their lawn. The line at the grocery store should move faster. My husband should agree with me. I should be thinner, prettier, or more successful. These thoughts of wanting reality to be different than it is. If you think this sounds depressing, you're right. All the stress that we feel is caused by arguing with what is. Okay, the reality was that I wasn't pregnant. I didn't have a baby. Getting pregnant wasn't easy, fun, or very romantic, if you know what I mean. When I thought that it should be these things, I was making myself miserable. I was having all these expectations of what getting pregnant should look like, and my reality met none of them. So the first thing you can do to feel better is to identify your story. What are those thoughts? Your story will probably have a lot of shoulds. Your story is the thoughts you are making that are making you feel emotionally exhausted. It is what is making you feel miserable and cry. The second step in this process of getting off the emotional roller coaster and getting out of emotional exhaustion is to grieve your story. Once I had that revelation that it was causing myself so much pain by fighting reality of my situation with my story, then I had to grieve the belief that getting pregnant is easy and fun. I had to grieve that I might not get pregnant naturally, and that's in air quotes, or at all. I remember sitting at my desk and bursting into tears. I had resisted my emotions for a long time. I just wanted to be happy and felt silly to feel sad. Again, there is that story that we should be happy while trying to conceive. While I was crying, I picked up my journal and I started making a list of all the things I was grieving. I decided then and there that I was going to process the grief instead of resist it. 
Most of us often resist, react, or avoid tough emotions like grief, but instead we need to allow them to be there in our bodies, and I will teach you how to do this in the next step of processing your emotions. So my list looks something like this, maybe times a thousand. I might never to get to do cheesy bump photos. I might not get to get pregnant without drugs or assistance. I might not be able to buy cute maternity clothing. It might never be easy for me to get pregnant. Grieving is an important part of the process. We need to grieve so we can accept the unknown. The truth is that we have been holding on to the story for a very long time. And letting it go is a process that doesn't happen just once or overnight. When I went through my own grieving process, it took me many, many days. Some days I just cried and added to my list. Other days I just recognized the grief that was there and went on with my day. So after I started grieving, I realized there were other feelings I was avoiding, resisting, and pretty much shoving down. This is the third step, to process your emotions. I had thought that I should just be happy, but soon I realized that life is 50-50. So many of us as a society are sold on this myth that life should be happy 100% of the time. Then when it's not, we argue with reality and believe that something has gone wrong. But what if life is really just 50-50? Half the time I will have positive emotions and the other half the time it might suck and I might have negative emotions, but that's okay. And it's okay because I know how to process emotions. When we process or feel our emotions and don't mean the negative emotions mean anything, we can feel them cleanly. Then they won't feel so bad. When I learned how to do this, I felt a huge relief being taken off my shoulders. I can feel crappy about infertility and I can feel angry, sad, fearful, and disappointed. And that is okay. So I began to normalize and process these feelings. Once I allowed myself to have these negative emotions, I could process them. And here are the five steps, or maybe six, to process an emotion. And you can do these steps with grief or any big, tough emotion at all. The first step is to think of something that brings up a strong emotion. The second step is to recognize the emotion and name it out loud. The third step is to go into your body and notice where the emotion is located. Is it in your chest, throat, stomach? Is it tight, small, hard, round? Step number four is to feel the emotion. You might cry. That is okay. It'll be like riding a wave. Some points it will be strong and then it'll grow weaker. Step five is you want to stay in your body while you're riding the emotion like a wave. Your brain will give you more thoughts to think and want you to leave your body and come back and spin out on all of the thoughts. Don't do it. Stay in your body and ride the wave of the emotion. And the sixth and final step is eventually the emotion will grow weaker and weaker. That is when you know you have processed it. You will feel fine again. Repeat the process every time it comes up, okay? So right now I give you all permission to feel every single emotion and to use these steps for all the emotions that you have. Whatever comes up for you is absolutely perfect. So now that you know your story, you've grieved it, you've processed all the negative emotions that have come up, you're ready to accept your journey, which is the next step, the one you are living right now.
In the beginning of trying to conceive, I did everything. I'm sure you have done everything as well. I changed my diet. I took a million supplements. I charted both with cervical mucus and temperatures. I did acupuncture. I worked with a team of doctors. I went on various drugs. I took every single test out there to figure out how to balance my hormones. And in the end, I kept getting negative pregnancy tests. I felt like a complete failure and I wasn't worthy of being a woman or a mother. I mentally hit my lowest point. I realized I was trying to control something out of my control. I made a decision then and there to accept that this was a normal route for me. It wasn't a matter of if I was going to become a mother, but when and how. I was so stuck in wanting to know the when and the how, I was forgetting to enjoy the rest of my life and my process. I had forgotten how to take care of myself and my current needs. I asked myself, how can I take care of myself where I am at now in order to accept my journey? I made another list because you know me. I'm type A and I like the lists. My list looks something like this. Cry, get coached, buy a new shirt, feel disappointed, sad, and afraid. Stay in bed for a day. When I started taking care of myself where I was at, I stopped trying to control the uncontrollable. I felt more empowered and equipped to handle my journey. Now we are ready to reframe the thoughts that don't serve you into ones that do. Okay, this is the very last step. And you can do this because all of our thoughts are just sentences in our brain. And they are all 100% optional. And I have a bunch of thoughts, and I still do, that don't serve me. We can never get rid of all of them, but we can become more aware and begin to question them. One thought that was super prevalent while I was trying to conceive was, I am broken. You remember that thought. It was part of my story. That thought, even though, even if there was actually something physically wrong with me, like there was, does not serve me. How do I know this? Because it feels like shit. But for some reason, I kept believing it. I kept coming back to that thought over and over in my head, which made it even stronger. Soon, I saw how pervasive this belief was for me. All of my thoughts about pregnancy and infertility came back to I am broken. One day, I asked myself, but what if I'm wrong about that? What if I'm actually not broken? And I realized that when I had a cut, I didn't think I was broken. That if I had a broken arm, I definitely would not think I was broken. So why did I believe that about my uterus and my fertility? And I asked myself, is it really true? Is it really true that I'm broken? And deep down, I knew it wasn't. I decided then and there, I was no longer going to let this thought rule my life. I decided to reframe it to I am complete and worthy. Every time that thought snuck in, I would reframe it. So the secret sauce, my friends, to reframing your thoughts is to actually believe the thoughts you choose to think. If I didn't really believe that I am complete and worthy, this reframe would have been a complete waste of my time. So if you're having a hard time believing your reframe, add it is possible that or maybe to the front to help trick your brain into the possibility of that thought being true about you. So that is it, friends. Those are the five steps that will take you from emotional exhaustion to calm and in control. These steps will get you off the emotional rollercoaster of infertility for good. I think these steps are simple but super powerful, and I can't wait to hear from you all. 
You can send me a message on Instagram at simplyjewelcoaching or email me at hello at simplyjewel.com to tell me all about your transformations or to ask questions. I can't wait to hear from you. If you love the podcast and if you have liked what you have heard so far, I would love it if you could leave me a five-star rating and a review. Reviews help others find this podcast and help them get the strategies that they need to thrive during infertility. Remember to hit subscribe so you don't miss an episode. But maybe you want to take this work to a deeper level. I have the perfect coaching program for you. Go to www.simplyjewel.com forward slash empowered infertility to learn more about my signature one-on-one coaching program, Empowered Infertility in 90 Days, and apply to work with me. Thank you for listening to this episode of the Infertility Life Coach Podcast. See you next time.